ABC Listen. Hello, my friends. It's Ruby here, and you're listening to News Time. Hey, Ruby. Hello, Ruby. We're going to start today's show in a place out of this world to celebrate World Space Week. Then we'll parachute back down to Earth to meet a farmer and her flower powers. We'll go for a dip with a pod of whales as they journey up and down the Aussie coast. And after that, we'll meet some tradies keen to get building. Then it'll be time for... Wow of the Week. Absolutely. What do you think? Are you ready? I'm ready. Alrighty, here we go. Story number five. This week, it's World Space Week. That's a time to celebrate space science and technology. I would like to be an astronaut because when I go to the outer space, I can like look at all things I've never seen before. You can go into space and look for aliens. There is so much to discover. And space science isn't just rockets to the moon and big telescopes. It's also things like using satellites to help predict the weather and make phone calls. One great thing about space science is that everybody can get involved. This year, the theme for World Space Week is space and entrepreneurship. It's all about the idea that, as time goes on, space exploration is getting more possible for everyday people. You don't need to be part of a big government or go to a space centre or have a telescope to study space. You can just look up and see the moon or the stars from exactly where you are. I could see Venus, Uranus, Jupiter. There's a planet that no one knows about. Maybe. And you might be the one to discover it. The organisers of World Space Week hope that this theme will encourage more young people to study STEM. That is an acronym that means Science, Technology, Engineering and Mathematics. So that when young people grow up, there'll be lots of scientists with the skills to explore space far beyond what we can do today. Story number four. Do you have a favourite flower? Sunflowers. Sunflowers. Oh, sunflowers make me so happy to look at. One of my favourites is the bird of paradise flower. It looks like a beautiful rainbow bird in flight. But did you know that most of the flowers you see at supermarkets or florists probably won't grown in Australia? That's because we import flowers from all around the world to make bouquets. The flowers are treated with chemicals that make them stay colourful and fresh for a long time. It means that we get lots of variety, but all those extra flights to get the flowers across the oceans releases pollution and makes climate change worse. Why can't we just buy the ones in Australia? Can't we just um, make our own flowers? Uh, You're asking the right questions. And a farmer named Nikki Davey was asking herself the very same ones. Nikki calls herself an accidental farmer. She's not very handy at fixing a fence, but she is good at technology, building apps and connecting people. Nikki and her friend built an app called Grown Not Flown. It helps people who want to buy flowers locally and connects them with farmers who are growing them. 
The flowers that people buy that are grown here in Australia are much fresher and it supports the local community too. It's a good idea that she's done it for all people to come in on farm to get stuff like that. It's local. Exactly. The app started as a little project in Australia, but now it's popular right around the world. There are more than a thousand flower farmers using the app across 30 different countries. This great idea won Nikki and her friend the Agri-Futures Rural Women's Award. And they're not planning on stopping now. They've got lots of other great ideas, budding and ready to bloom. Story number three. Every year, southern right whales migrate from Australia all the way down to Antarctica and then back up again. They settle at south and go to the north waters, to the hot, the hotter waters, so they're not down in the cold, cold, freezing waters. It's going to be a long trip for them, but I wish I knew how long it would take them to, to go there. Scientists were wondering the same thing. What happens in between those two points has always been a bit of a mystery. Until now. A team of scientists from the University of Western Australia, they put satellite tags on some of these whales so that they could track them on their long migration. One of the whales they tagged, they named Nebinyan, after a famous Noongar man who lived almost 200 years ago in Western Australia. When the scientists put the tag on Nebinyan, they didn't expect it to last the whole year, but to their surprise, the batteries did last and the device stayed on. So now we know exactly where Nebian travelled for a whole year. It's amazing that they finally found where the whales are. I can't believe the tracker won't fall off the whale. For the first time, scientists have a map of the complicated and intricate pattern that some southern right whales take as they migrate. Nebinyan made a beeline straight for Antarctica. But some of the other whales, they took a different path before their trackers stopped working. It's pretty important information to have because it's a big step forward in our understanding of these beautiful big creatures. But now that we know where they go, scientists are wondering, what exactly do they get up to on this long journey? They're just like diving, going exploring with a family, looking at coral and eating. One question the scientists want to answer is whether whales prefer to socialise or stick with their own pod. To find that out, scientists will need to do more experiments, tag more whales and be very patient while they're on their journey. Story number two. When I say the word construction, what do you think of? Building houses. They are construction workers and builders work hard. Yep, construction jobs are jobs that help buildings get built. People might work with bricks or timber or glass, use cranes to lift things up or diggers to dig up the earth. I would build a mansion, houses for elderly people, houses for Aboriginal people and houses for anybody. Most people who work in construction jobs now are men and there aren't many Indigenous people in the construction industry either. But there's a new project that's trying to change that. 
Sisters in Trade is a program for First Nations women that helps skill them up for a construction career. They get to work on real construction projects, going on site and learning from professionals. Seven First Nations women have just graduated from the program. They absolutely loved it. One student named Ashley said it made her feel more confident and she's going to work on getting more licenses so that she can try more things in the construction industry. Cool. All seven of these clever graduates are from Dubbo in New South Wales, but the organisers want to bring Sisters in Trade to more towns right across the country so that more women can get involved. You know what it's time for now. Wow of the week. This story made me go wow because I learned about koalas in the olden days. You might be familiar with one of our most beloved Australian animals, the koala. They're lazy. They live in trees. They love eating leaves and they're very furry and cuddly. (laughs) Yep, they sure are. But recently, in the middle of the Northern Territory, scientists from Flinders University found teeth from a prehistoric koala. The fossils were found at the Puramundamund fossil bed, 100 kilometres south of Alice Springs. Scientists reckon they're about 25 million years old. Not quite as old as the dinosaurs, but they're much, much older than present-day humans. That's pretty cool. The scientists found 10 molars. They're the big chompers at the back of your jaw used to chew tough food. But these teeth weren't all from one prehistoric koala. They were from three different species. Some of the molars are from a species that scientists had never seen before anywhere. Mind-blowing. They've named the newly discovered species Luma koala blackae. The Luma part of the name comes from a Latin word for thorn because their teeth are spiky like thorns. Luma koala blackae probably only weighed about two and a half kilograms and was about the size of a cat, so much smaller than koalas around today. These are the first koala fossils ever found in the Northern Territory, prehistoric or modern. Nowadays, there aren't any koalas in the Northern Territory, so this is a big surprise. It was way too hot there, they didn't like it up there. Maybe. Scientists are very interested in learning more about these ancient animals and what changed in our landscape over the last few million years. And there you have it, my friends. Five fantastic stories tied up with a bow into one neat countdown. Thank you so much for your help, everyone. Thanks, Ruby. You are welcome. And don't forget to do the news time quiz. The questions and answers are in the show notes. Bye, Ruby. See you later. Or as they say in Mongolian, Dara Orsi. News Time is an ABC Kids Listen podcast. For other awesome podcasts to play, music to move to, and stories and soundtracks for sleep, download the ABC Kids Listen app. It's free from your app store.